So, um, real quick too, it's been uh, the last like two and a half or three weeks, the, um, the Evers Boys at Night have really um, pushed to read the Storybook Bible. Has anyone read this at all, the Storybook Bible? Yeah, it's about time. Has anyone read it? Or read some of it? The kids one? A little? So, I hadn't very much. And we haven't been, we're not like the best at reading that to them, just because... They don't want to sometimes. And like, I don't, I don't want to read that story. I'm like, that's fair. So we don't. Um, but lately, it's been asked for again and again. Okay? And it's been getting to this part um, in the Old Testament where everything is talking about the lead up to Jesus coming. So like the prophets are talking about, you know, the rescuer is coming and God writes a letter to his people. as one of them. It's real beautiful. And there's, there's all these really good stories. And, and it's really been exciting for us. And I honestly... Lily and I have like kind of tried to, to jockey each other out of getting to read it because we like it. So we'll be like, she'll be like, oh, I, I kind of want to read the next one. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I'll sit in, you know, but I'm like, I wanted to read that one. And well, it's pretty fun lately um, trying, to, trying to get through there and get to Jesus being born. And the boys have actually been really great about it lately. And this, you know, a couple of weeks, it was like a week and a half ago, it got to Jesus being born. And they were super excited that, that night. They were like, I think this one, I think, I think I looked, and the next story title is, he's here, the rescuer is here. And I was like, is it really? And they were like, yeah, I know, seriously, it's that good. It really was that good. And so this week, though, um, I, was reading, I was reading the story to one of them, and the wise men come, and they're going to see Jesus. And... I mean, I've read the story of the wise men every year at Christmas, probably my entire life. I grew up, you know, I grew up in a church to where you would read the Christmas story all the time. My grandpa was a pastor, and so we would talk about it. Um, we did Christmas over there, and they would read the story. We would read it at home before we opened presents sometimes. It was just, we just did that. So I've heard the story countless times, countless, countless times. Um, and it's great. The, the wise men from the East come. They follow a star, right? They come and see the, the baby, who's not quite a baby baby anymore, but it's a young, young baby. And they um, give presents, right? And what are the presents? Right. Do we know what frankincense and myrrh are? Yes. So it's, it's this beautiful gift, expensive, for this poor family, this young family that doesn't have any money, right? So they come and bring them gifts. That's great, right? It's beautiful. This week, though, I was reading the story to them, and, I mean, I'm, I'm being serious, too, and I'm not being cheesy about it. I wish I would have brought it. I almost brought the book today. I was like, that might be kind of cheesy. But what happens is, the story, I'm going to butcher the way they say it, but the wise men come, and they go to Jerusalem to see a king. And they talk to Herod, you know, and Herod's upset, tries to find out where he is so he can go kill all the, all the babies, Right? Um, But then they go farther, and they go into Bethlehem. And when they go into Bethlehem, uh, the children's storybook Bible says they go into Bethlehem, um, and the star star leads them to the not-so-good part of town. And then they go farther, and it leads them to the really, really not-so-at-all-good part of town. And then they go past that, down a dirt road, to a little house, and they find poor young couple. And I got to that, and I just kind of 
started like trying not to, to cry so they could see me crying. And I, I'm like overwhelmed by it, and I don't know why. And they go in, and they, they see Mary and the baby, and this, the wise men are overwhelmed, and they bow, and they take off their expensive hats, and they, they give them presents fit for a king, and they, they smile at a baby, right? And so it's doing this, and I'm getting like emotional. I'm trying not to be weird about it, reading the story to them. And I look up, and both of them are like, staring intently, listening with like serious looks on the face. They were all in it right now reading this story. We're like very, very in it. And it was beautiful. And then the end of the story comes and they're like, Esther just whispers, he's like, let's do one more story. And I was like, okay. So we turn the page and it's John the Baptist. And it's also just crazy beautiful. He goes, it talks about him eating locusts and honey and they don't even like laugh and act silly about it. They're just like, why does he do that? I'm like, I don't know. Let's just listen. So we keep going and it comes to he's about to baptize Jesus and John the Baptist in this little kid's story is overwhelmed and he can only whisper, there is the Lamb of God, the most wonderful Lamb, the best man, the best person. And it goes on and we're just like, three of us are about to just get emotional in the room and I'm acting weird, you know, and, and we're just doing this story and I, I thought about, you know, we, we finished the story, they asked a bunch of questions, it was a real fun conversation then, you know, they have their normal hard time staying in bed, and it got normal again. You know, it got Ever's crazy house again, and we did that whole thing. But going to bed that night, I was overwhelmed with kind of just how it snuck up on us and broke through in our house that day. Like, like Holy Spirit just kind of, like, snuck attack Ever's boy's bedtime, and it was beautiful. It was great. And, and, it, and I'm, I'm saying it because it's in here. It really felt like our hearts were burning a little bit because Jesus was in the midst of us. And so I want to read this story, and I want to read it with this, this, this thought of like an interruption and like a breaking through when it's not expected. And, and so here's, here's the story. We're going to start in verse 13. That very day, so what very day is that? What's the very day they're talking about? Where the women said the tomb was empty. Right. So it's the very day of Easter, right? Morning. It's, it's the day Jesus gets up and is not in the tomb. So that very day, two of them, them being disciples, like part of the, the group of them, were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other, about all the things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? I love that that was like, not a very, it's not written in a very colloquial way. What is this conversation you are having in New York, right? And that's like, it's just translation wise. It's like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. What are y'all talking about? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? I love it, Jesus being coy. What, are we, what, what things are amazing? Like, what is making you sad? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped 
that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things have happened. Moreover, some women in our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early this morning. When they didn't find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of them who were with us went to the tomb and found it as the women had said, but they didn't see. So we have, we have them kind of explaining all they know right now. Okay? Now, the, this, this disciple, Cleopas, um, and this other disciple isn't named, but it's like in, in the um, early, early Christian tradition, like the ancients or whatever is what a lot of commentaries will call them, like they assume or had said or someone had kind of mentioned, they thought it was Jesus' uncle was one of them. So Joseph's brother might have been one of them, which is interesting because it, again, amazes me that he wouldn't recognize Jesus, someone he had known from a child, right? So, but that's, again, that's not in Scripture spelled out, oh, it was Joseph's brother, Jesus' father. You know, it's not that, but that's, the tradition says that he is likely one of the two, okay? So that's kind of interesting. Um, but he's asking them what's happened, and I love that sentence they say on, we had hoped he was the one. That's, that's why we're sad. We had, we had hoped this. We had put our life in this. We, we've only been following for three years, but everything we've been hoping and gearing up to, we finally believed. It's, it's, like, they, it's like the group of disciples finally believed that Jesus could be the one, Right? They don't know how it's going to happen. They're still confused if they're taking it to the Romans with a sword or if this kingdom of heaven is coming down in war or power or authority. They're not sure how it's probably going to take place. Some of them are starting to get it, but we, you know, they have confusion along the way. But it's like they finally settled on, we're doing this. This is, this is going to happen. Like we, we are a part of what has been promised for a long time, Right? And the storybook Bible is making it so good that, you know, it's like every time, oh, the promise is coming, the rescue is coming. But it's the same with them. They're like, really? This is, this is what we've been taught as little boys our entire life, these two guys are saying. We, when we started kindergarten, they told us this story. And we finally believed we were going to get to be the generation, even the, the people that were going to see it fulfilled. We had hoped it. But then they just... Killed Jesus like every other rebellion. You know? The Romans just crucified him. And what's worse, it was our chief priests who handed him over. It was us. We didn't believe. You know, it was, it was our people, it was our community that, it, that he had come to save him. We had really hoped so. And then it's not, I mean, it didn't happen. And then, what's worse, the confusion of the story of, and then these women go to the tomb, they see a vision. We have some of our other friends that go, and the tomb's empty, but they don't see anyone, so we don't know what's going on. They're like, it's, it's just worse, because not only are we depressed about our, our friend, our prophet, our teacher, our person with authority who heals lepers, he, he's been murdered, then too there's confusion, you know? It, is this vision true that God sent? What's, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then it says in 24 again, some of those who were there went to the tomb and found it just as the woman said, but didn't see anyone. And then he, being Jesus, said to them, Oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. 
So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he was going to go farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, No, stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he broke bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? They rose that same hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had known, and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. So, confusing parts of the story on how they don't recognize him, right? Like, their eyes are closed to him. Um, A lot of folks will talk about that, him having this new body, right? It still has scars. He shows Thomas very soon this and shows the other disciples when he enters into the room. He kind of appears again to them. So that part, confusing as it is, he breaks bread and they recognize him, right? He leaves and they have this statement of, of course, did our hearts not burn within us as he explained to us upon the road? So again, what does he explain to them on the road, though. What do they talk about, specifically? All the things. All the things. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the, whole, the whole Old Testament. Right. He kind of walks through the Old Testament with them. Is that new to them? They would know that, right? They would have known it since they were kids. The whole culture knew it. Right? There's songs about it. There's poetry about it. You know, the great men of their town wore it on their necks and on their hat, right? Every time they would walk, it would hit them. (laughs) Every time they would walk, it would beat against their chest, reminding them of the words from their prophets, right? Reminding them their psalms, right? They would tell stories to their children at night about it. They would sing the songs at night. They had the storybook Bible for their own kids to tell, right? They had the scrolls. Every Sabbath, they would go and read from them and read and read and read and read from them. So it's not new what he's telling them, right? He explains nothing new, but he reinterprets it. Interprets for them that it's talking about himself. It's talking about Jesus, the one they knew. That's, and here, here's what, to me, about the road to Emmaus has always been so interesting to me. Jesus doesn't give them something they don't know. He just opens up the scriptures again and teaches them with authority and interprets them while he's just talking to them walking on the road. And in doing that, their hearts are just on fire about it, right? Their chest is hot, you know? It's like when you feel something in your stomach so much and it's about to come out or it like means something, right? It's like, oh wait, something different is about this word that I've heard my whole life. Again, they, they have memorized most of what he's saying. They would have had to, if they had school at all, they would have had to memorize it. So they're, he's telling them something they know. But in hearing something they know, in hearing something that they're used to, and hearing it from him, it's different. It's a different word, right? It's completely changed. Me hearing um, the story of the three wise men, which actually doesn't say there's three. They bring three gifts. Could have been ten. You know, but whatever. 
I've heard the story my whole life, but in reading it, just a little different, having it interpreted a little different for me, changed my week this week with my sons, right? Changed the way I look at that story. Changed the way I saw Joseph and Mary in their, in their young life with their son in between those two ages, right? Completely changed it for me. Something I knew. And so what, what I want us to kind of know and what I want us to, to think through and what I want us to do as a church together um, is this. So a lot of times I know when y'all and I are praying for direction um, in our life, you know, whether it be, should I keep this job? Should I start a business? Should I start a family? Um, should I this? Should I that? Should we go? Should we stay? Should we move to Austin? Should we move away to Kentucky? Whatever it may be for you that you're asking yourself. What, this point in your life, you're like, I need something. I need something. I need a word from you, right? We, it's like we want something different and so new. We need something different, new. We need a new start, a fresh something. When I wonder if we just need, if we just need to look with fresh eyes at what we've heard and what we know. You're worrying me that something's wrong with my children? Okay. Okay, cool. So, it's bad that I picture it being my sons. I'm like, what is it? What has happened? Um, Maybe it's not that you need a new word from God. Maybe it's that we need to look with fresh eyes at what's been said. It needs to be interpreted again for us. Maybe rather than looking for something, again, completely different, that you've never known, some new knowledge, right? Maybe we just need to... to dig in a little and listen to what the stories actually say that we know. Maybe we need to, to look at the Gospels and stop reading them as what can I get from this, but instead saying what does this say about Jesus? What does this do to me rather than what does this mean to me? And so what I would, I would like us to do as a church this month in May, this month, like in three days, whatever, in May, what I would like us to do is for us to read through the Gospel of John together for the month. All right. You can read all the Gospels in a month. That would be really awesome and it's completely doable. But let's do the Gospel of John together and just know that as you're reading through the Gospel of John this month, so is everyone close to us in this community. And as we read through the Gospel of John, just do it asking, what, what is this... How can I read this fresh? And the, the thing is, too, you can't like conjure up, because we all want like our heart to burn with God's words to us, right? We want to read it, and we want it to like be so powerful, and then sometimes it's very normal, right? Sometimes in the story of the Bible, it's, you know, it's a really cute story, and it's fine. And the boys won't go to bed, and it's frustrating, and whatever else. But then sometimes it interrupts us. So I know you're going to want to conjure it up, but conjuring up like this intensity for Jesus is like drawing a fire and hoping it keeps you warm, kind of. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll draw it, and then it's going to be... You can't, we can't do that, right? But instead what we do is we can come just to the Gospel of John and say, all right, God, really, I want to be on this road of Emmaus listening to you explain your scriptures. I really do want 
the Holy Spirit to just interrupt my normal. And if it's in the first chapter, wonderful. It's in the first 10, wonderful. If I'm just listening and then later in the day it's going to interrupt me and really change something, I just want you to. Please help me. And I just want us as a people to go through John. And then just for the summer, I want us to just read the Gospels, slow or fast. I don't, I don't care how we end up doing it, how you end up doing it. But I just want us to look at it and be those people on the road that just listened intently while walking through. Okay? And I just want us to take the time and do it together so that we can be interrupted with this, this like yearning while we're going through. Okay? So here's what I want us to do. Um, I want us to stand together, and we're going to enjoy communion, and then y'all are going to have one song. We can do two. That was a short sermon. It was. It was short. <laughs> um, we're going to sing two songs, and then what I want you to do, though, in those songs, you can sing or you don't have to sing. We're going to leave the lights on. If you want to, you can just start reading John. All right? Um, if you want to just sing, that's fine, too. There's plenty of time in May to read John. You don't have to, like, get started to finish. All right, short one, you got this. But I just want us to do that together, and I want us, as we're singing, to look for the Holy Spirit to explain to us what we're singing. I want us to, to look for and search for this, like, didn't our hearts burn as we were on the road with him? Okay? Awesome. Let's stand up together. <laughs>